This fall marks a changing of the guard for the New York Working Families Party as a result of a leadership vacancy created this spring when Sochi Nemeka departed as the Liberal Third Party's executive director. Stepping into the void are Anna Maria Archila and Jasmine Gripper, who will serve as co-directors for the WFP in New York. To discuss this transition and the goals for 2024 and beyond, we're joined by Jasmine Gripper, who previously served as executive director for the Alliance for Quality Education. Welcome back to the show, Jasmine. Thank you for having me. So for starters, what was appealing to you about helping steer uh, the direction of the Working Families Party in New York from this co-executive director position? Listen, the Working Family Party has been around for 25 years. New York is where the party first started. And it is because of the party that the progressive left, like AQE and organizations who have been fighting for racial justice, have had major victories. And so for a while, I've been kind of watching on the sidelines as WFP helped transform the landscape of New York State. Uh, If folks remember, we used to have Republican control of the Senate. We used to have the IDC. And the Working Families Party worked hard to change that landscape in New York. And we're at another pivotal point where New York is crucial to the future of democracy. And I wanted to be in it with the WFP all the way. It's been great to be in partnership with Anna Maria, also a proven leader. And the two of us coming together in this moment feels right. And we're really excited about the 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 party's next chapter, WFP 2.0, and um, the growing diversity within the party, as well as the growing influence the party has over our democracy and shaping politics and the landscape of New York. Why co-executive directors? Listen, this is a big role. <laughs> as we've like been diving in from running the party, we actually have a party line and the logistics that it takes to maintain that line. Uh, we have about like four to 500 uh, candidates who run on the WFP line every election cycle. That is a lot to manage our endorsement process. We're also our coalition, right? We have community groups, we have some unions, we have individual memberships, we have chapters across the state. And so the work of the party is big. I'm also based in Albany, Ana Maria is based in Brooklyn, and it really gives us a good statewide perspective as we build and shape the party and the landscape. Well, are you going to divide up work? Because as you just mentioned, the geographic differences could afford you an opportunity, say, to focus on upstate issues while Anna Maria could be more New York City centric. But but I'm curious how you see things being split up, if at all. I think for major party decisions, we're going to continue to work together and share the process. I think for other things, we're working on divvying up and like me taking control or the head of something while she's taking the head of something else. This way allows us to expand our capacity to do more things and to be even stronger. So all the details are still being worked out, but essentially we will have a strong statewide focus at the party with two people at the helm. Well, finally, on the co-executive director front, have you figured out what will be the way of settling any disagreements? Do you flip a coin? Do you arm wrestle? What's the what's the plan? Arm wrestling is not the plan. We are going to talk it out. Um, and also some decisions are not just up to us because we have a state advisory committee um, and a board talking to our partners is also important. And so we will have a process for those tough conversations and coming to an agreement. But I have full confidence that Anna Maria and I are going to work well together. We're already thriving uh, in our relationship and communicating with one another. And so we have a shared vision for the party and how to grow in New York. 
Well, as you mentioned, you're no stranger to the New York Working Families Party, and there are definitely some major successes that the WFP can crow about in, say, the last five or six years. But I'm curious, as you look back on some of the recent decisions or priorities of the WFP, is there anything that you would have done differently or things that are maybe current practice that you are looking to change moving forward? I wish the party had a bigger role in the New York City mayoral election, and perhaps we wouldn't have the mayor we have in New York City we have right now. Um, I think supporting candidates once they get into office, uh, there was some frustration with dealing with, you know, newly electeds as they try to build up and staff up their offices and understand how to govern. And I wish the party played more of a supporting role for those uh, elected officials that they helped to, to bring into office. And so those are things that I'm hoping to grow, right? That more people, more Black New Yorkers, more people of color find the party as their political home. And as they come up through the party and through our candidate pipeline, and that they run for office, that they still see the party as a partner in co-governance and that we're doing that well together. And so I'm really excited about working with our elected champions and giving them the tools that they need to succeed in their role and to also go on to higher office. That concern you mentioned about the New York City mayoral outcome in 2021 is something that Sochi Nemeka reflected on in our outgoing interview with her back in May. So as you think about that upcoming mayoral race, now less than two years away, how do progressives avoid the, the same field that emerged in 2025 and could be attributed to helping uh, Eric Adams emerge as mayor? Do you just need to rally around one candidate earlier on? Do you need to avoid multi-candidate endorsements? How are you thinking about that? We're already having some strategic conversations right now as we plan ahead. And I think that's what's important. It's planning ahead, getting folks on the same page, getting aligned around a united and shared strategy um, that we're agreeing to. And so, you know, we're starting those processes. We're learning from past mistakes and we're, we're hoping to be better and stronger as we move forward. And lastly, on the mayoral front, uh, we're beginning to hear whispers that Catherine Garcia, the current director of state operations for New York, is interested in in running again. She's not necessarily someone who the left would naturally coalesce around, but she also gave the most serious challenge to Mayor Adams in 2021. Is she someone who could potentially get the WFP backing in a primary in 2025? I think it's too early to say just where we're going to land, but I think one of the things the WFP is proud of is that we have a good bench of progressive champions who could and are ready to step into that role. And so we're going to go through our process. Uh, we're going to talk to everyone and we're going to figure out how we want to, what's the best process for the party to get a progressive leader in that position who's going to work on behalf of New Yorkers with real solutions, uh, which is what's not happening right now. And, and we are deeply frustrated about how New York City is being managed. And we need to get good management in the city with someone who cares about everyday New Yorkers and who's going to center that in their priorities. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Jasmine Gripper, one of the co-executive directors of the Working Families Party in New York. So we've been talking about the mayoral election in 2025, but sooner than that, we've got some major races in New York uh, for Congress, where there's some talk about control of the House potentially hinging on what happens with a handful of purple seats in New York. How are you approaching these races, especially in the Hudson Valley and on Long Island? 
Yeah, we recently announced Battleground New York. This is the path to victory. This is a path to uh, defeating the far right runs right through New York, which is not often a, a place we think New York as in the national field. Uh, we have these, you said, purple districts that can swing left or right. And our democracy is on the line this year. And so Battleground New York is a partnership. Uh, we have the unions at the table, 1199, CWA. We have the community groups, WFP, uh, Planned Parenthood, Indivisible New York. We are working together to make sure we flip those seats and that we make Hakeem Jeffries the next uh, majority leader. That is our goal. And we protect our democracy in this moment. And so there's retaking the seats that flipped red and is also defending the incumbents um, and making sure that there is a blue wave in New York this time. And so that is a top priority of the Working Families Party uh, in 2024. In terms of winning some of these seats, we are already seeing a numerous Democrats looking to be the party nominee in 2024, whether it's to take on uh, George Santos uh, on Long Island or uh, Brandon Williams in central New York. Are you concerned at all about primaries weakening uh, the Democratic chances of taking some of these seats? And do you think there's any benefit to uh, uh, clearing out the field, so to speak? I mean, our goal is really focused on the general. We will play a role in the primaries. We have to in order for the WFP line to be in play. Um, we're we're going to be careful about how we go into the primaries, picking the right candidate. I will say this is a moment where usually WFP is like, who's the most progressive leader we can get into <laughs> place? In this moment, we're like, how can we maintain our democracy? <laughs> how can we make sure our Democrats uh, are able to take back the House? And so it's a it's a little shift in focus, but it's for the larger strategy, right? We Who is running and having a functional democracy in Washington is for the greater good for everyone in this country and will help New York in the long run. And so we're not going to kill each other in the primaries. We're going to have uh, a reasonable primary session. We're going to pick our candidates. Uh, and then in the general is really where the battle starts and making sure we win big in the general is our top priority. Well, in that vein, then, are you really excited or super excited about the return of Tom Swazi to Congress, potentially? <laughs> we have to do what we have to do in order to make <laughs> sure that the right people get in office uh, for the larger for, for the sake of democracy, listen, we're going to do what we need to do for Democrats to have control because that's the greater good in this moment. So we'll just put you down for really excited uh, on the paperwork uh, that we have to do for this uh, interview. Um, more immediately than 2024's political races, we have the legislative session. Any priorities that are beginning to take shape for the WFP uh, here in Albany? Affordability, affordability, affordability. That is what's top of line for the Working Families Party. When we are talking to voters and New Yorkers on the door, folks are really concerned about the rising costs um, of housing, of childcare, of their utilities. And New York lawmakers really need to look at the state budget process and how are they going to help everyday struggling New Yorkers? Is New York going to be only a home for the ultra rich to thrive? Or will New York be a home where everyday working New Yorkers can also live here and can also continue to thrive? And that's really important right now. And we really have to help New Yorkers with rising costs and affordability. And so that's going to be a top priority for us in Albany this year. 
Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Jasmine Gripper. She is the co-executive director alongside of Anna Maria Archila for the Working Families Party in New York. Jasmine, thank you so much for making the time and good luck on the new job. Great speaking with you. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capital Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.